Welcome back to Sports-ish, the podcast, a place to bring you the sports and the ish, a place to make sports fun, cute, and easy. This is not your boyfriend's sports news. It's sports for the girlies. Thanks for being here. My name is Lily and I am your host. Guys, if you can't tell, I am sick. I have a little cold and I remember one time when my like very favorite podcaster, had a cold and I was so used to listening and hearing her voice regularly. And then I listened to the episode and I could tell she was sick and I couldn't get through it. I don't know something about the cold, like sick, nasally voice. I like couldn't do it. And that is exactly what I have right now. But also the show must go on. Like, what are we supposed to do? So if you can tell in my voice, there's a, there's a little bit of sickness. So to spare you guys, I will be speaking pretty minimally today. And then we can just very quickly get to our very fabulous guest, Leia Covey. So before we get to her, though, let's talk about sports. And I wanted to do it in a very fun, festive, creative way that you're not going to see on any other sports platforms this week. I wanted to basically keep it on theme, keep it in the holiday season, in the spirit of the holiday season. We're going to do like the 12 days of Christmas, but essentially... It's just going to be the 12 top stories of sports-ish. I counted down from 12. Some of these are a stretch, let's be honest, but I'm a sucker for a theme. All right, starting with number 12, and that is John Morant's number. John Morant, obviously, an NBA player who played for the Memphis Grizzlies, who has been suspended for 25 games. He had a 25-game suspension from the NBA, and this week was a big week for him because he had a hearing about one of the instances that was part of his suspension, and that was him punching a minor. Now, he also had issues relating to guns and like showing guns on social media. I think he needed a lot of help, and the 25-game suspension was probably very good for him, but he had the hearing about punching a minor this week, and in his hearing, he said that he was playing pickup basketball with this at the time, 17-year-old kid, who's the minor in this situation. The 17-year-old kid was losing and got angry and threw a ball at John Morant's face, the basketball. And so then it looked like there was going to be a fight. He said that he was in a fighting stance. And so John Morant punched him out of self-defense. You know, people get punched and pick up basketball games every day, but not everyone gets punched by an NBA player. And so do I think that this young kid is exploiting the fact that John Morant is an NBA player. Yes, absolutely. But uh, he is eligible to return to the NBA on December 19th from his suspension. So we'll see. It's been a rough year for John Morant, and he's such a talented basketball player. I'd like to see him come back and thrive and stay out of all of these types of situations. Okay, moving on to 11. That's how many days we currently have until Christmas. Just in the chance that you're in the mood for sports, there are three NFL games on Christmas and five NBA games. So the Raiders are playing the Chiefs. So will Taylor be spending her Christmas day watching a football game? These are the types of thoughts that go through my mind at night. Maybe, probably, likely. The Giants are gonna be at the Eagles. The Ravens are at the 49ers. So really good games, really good teams. In the NBA, you have the Bucks, the Knicks, the Warriors, and the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Lakers, the 76ers, and the Heat, and the Timberwolves, and the Suns. So it feels like both leagues chose their top teams, and they put them on Christmas Day. 
All right, number 10. 10 is the number of Tyreek Hill. He is a wide receiver on the Miami Dolphins, and some would consider him the best in the league. And Tyreek Hill has so many like quotable things. He's in a lot of NFL films content. He was in a lot of hard knock stuff. He does fun celebrations. He's like kind of fun to watch. But the reality is that Tyreek Hill has like a really sketchy past. And today it came out that he has been slapped with not one, but two, two separate paternity suits. So he has a really bad history when it comes to domestic abuse. And now these paternity suits are coming to life. One of them says that she gave birth to their son in February and that a test revealed that there is a 99.9% probability that Tyree kills the father. Hill like demanded another DNA test after that came out. And then he eventually voluntarily started to pay $2,500 per month. And she says that is, and I quote, woefully inadequate. And then another one said that Hill is showing utter and abject unconcern for their child and failing to act as a parent. For some perspective, Tyreek Hill is the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Last year, he signed a four-year, $120 million contract with the Dolphins. So he's paid basically an average of $30 million a season. I think he could probably pay a little bit more than $2,500 a month in child support. Okay, number nine is a stretch, but hear me out. Number nine, as in 1989, as in it was Taylor Swift's birthday this week. She turned 34 years old. And as mad as this makes so many people, happy birthday, Taylor. Why are people so mad about Taylor Swift and her involvement in sports? I need to know because we've boiled this down before. Taylor goes to sporting events. The ratings go up. The league is making more money. Your sports are higher quality. Why are we still mad that Taylor Swift is going to sports? I need to know. To me... It is gold. It is the cream of the crop. It is exactly how I do what I do. Taylor Swift, we love you. Happy birthday. And of course, we all know that Travis was not able to spend her birthday with her. He was at a mandatory practice in Kansas City. Not even the stars are immune from like the grind of the sacrifices of playing a professional sport. But it has been confirmed that she will be at the Patriots Chiefs game on Sunday. There's another rumor floating around that she and Brittany Mahomes are no longer on good terms. Some people say that Brittany has leaked stories to tabloids. I have no idea. I hope it's not true. I liked their friendship. That's all I'll say about that. All right, number eight. That is the number that Aaron Rodgers wears for the Jets. You know Aaron Rodgers. He's the quarterback who's dated a crazy amount of famous people, including Shaley Woodley. His brother Jordan, of course, was on The Bachelorette, won The Bachelorette. He's also one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. Well, as we know, four plays into his first game with the Jets after this crazy big trade, he tears his Achilles. It's a season-ending injury. Unless, of course, you're Aaron Rodgers, who dabbles in like all sorts of weird voodoo things. And somehow it's not a season ending injury because someone reported that he might be back and medically cleared to be back by Christmas Eve. Does Aaron Rodgers want to come back that soon when the Jets have a less than 1% chance of making the playoffs? Probably not. Will he to prove a point? He's Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely, yes, he will. I bet he steps on the field at least once before the end of the season just to prove that he could. And I'm not going to lie. I'll be impressed. I'll watch it. 
Speaking of the Jets, Zach Wilson came back after he had been benched for two games in which it was very clear that benching him was the wrong decision. And he played fantastic. Best game of his entire career. Led his team to a win. Way to go, Zach. All right, seven. Seven as in $7 million for Shohei Otani. A 10-year, $7 million contract. This is one of the most expensive contracts in sports history. Definitely the most expensive in MLB history. But you know the craziest part of this news is that came out that Shohei's deferring 680 million of that, okay? So he's taking $20 million and then he's deferring the rest until 2034. That is 11 years from now. So he'll be making 2 million per year the next 10 years and then 68 million annually from 2034 to 2043. He's doing this to literally help his team because if the Dodgers don't give him the majority of his money for 10 years, basically the team has more money to spend on better players. So he said that he's deferring the money to help the Dodgers and to help them sign better players and have that money to do so. It also came out that the San Francisco Giants also offered Shohei 700 million before he signed with the Dodgers. And he said like the culture of the city of San Francisco is why he decided not to go there. Shots fired by Shohei. All right, number six, that is Bronny James's number at USC. So Bronny James, obviously we know is the son of the king, the son of LeBron. And Bronny James in July had a heart attack in practice. He's a young 18 year old college athlete who just in the middle of practice had a heart attack. We learned later that he has a heart defect and his family said that he would be okay and he was receiving proper treatment. And this past weekend, Bronny played in his first college basketball game since the incident. And it was clearly a very emotional moment for his family. His whole family were there. You can say whatever you want about LeBron James, okay? But he seems like he really loves his kids. He's always talking about his kids on his social media platforms. You know this, but I'm a LeBron girl. I'm so happy for their family and that Bronny is healthy and safe. And now he's playing basketball. And now the dream of them playing in the league at the same time is closer to coming true. All right, number five. Two plus three is five. This is a stretch, but I really had to talk about Draymond Green. So Draymond Green is number 23, hence two plus three is five. Draymond Green, we know the Golden State Warriors player, and he has been suspended indefinitely after striking another player, I can't even say his name, in the face. Okay, so just like a month-ish ago, Draymond Green literally like choked out a player, Rudy Gobert and was suspended five games. Now, Rudy didn't lose consciousness, but he would have if Draymond would have gone on like another minute. And then last offseason, Draymond punched his own teammate, Jordan Poole, in the face. So it's very clear that there's some anger issues here with Draymond Green. Now, Draymond is arguably an incredible player. He's won four NBA championships with the Warriors. So he's really talented, but it's clear there's like major issues and he said he didn't even realize that he like hit the guy in the face or he, like he wasn't intending to. And I have so many questions about that, but he's suspended indefinitely, which is wild. Knowing the NBA, they will put him on some kind of protocol for anger management and psychiatric help. But I have a theory and it's, and don't laugh, but I think Draymond needs to stop his podcast because as someone who does a podcast every week, it is the most stressful thing. And he is also an NBA player. So he's doing this podcast while playing in the NBA. 
he's maxed, okay? If he's doing a podcast and played in the NBA, the guy is maxed. Not that he's editing his own stuff or like doing any ounce of work for the podcast other than sitting down. But still, I think he needs to stop the podcast because if he's as stressed as I am, then then maybe that's where the anger is coming from. All right, four, four months since the Women's World Cup wrapped. Interestingly enough, FIFA released a case study this week and they analyzed over 5 million posts and comments during the World Cup. And they found that one in five players were targeted by online abuse during the tournament. Half of the abusive messages were either homophobic, sexual, or sexist, okay? And guess who topped the charts for the worst abuse? Well, it was the USWNT, who people ripped on. In my comments, in ESPN's comments, in so many mainstream sports media's comments, the US women's national team were slaughtered. So there's a few thoughts here. The first one is this. This is the year of the Barbie movie and the Eras tour, okay? If we have learned nothing, we should have learned that this is not the year to be bullying each other. If you are a woman who is feeling some need to go on Megan Rapinoe's Instagram and comment something mean, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about so many people that spend their time degrading other women. If you are a woman and you're spending precious, valuable time degrading another woman, especially online, behind a screen, we've got to get you some help similar to Draymond Green. It's actually never okay to do this, but especially in this year. This is the year of women supporting women. And if you have not been on that camp, it's time to come join us. The fact that there is a committee who has to review these things. There is a committee that has to look at online abuse to protect players' mental health. That's so sad that that's even a thing that has to happen. And sure, harp on the U.S. women's national team for not winning the World Cup this year. I don't know. Maybe they were a little downtrodden. Maybe they were a little discouraged heading into the World Cup by the comments on, on their Instagrams, on their Twitters, on their TikToks. Maybe, just maybe, that had something to do with their performance on the field. Sorry, Soapbox, but I just, the whole study really made me sick to my stomach. All right, three. The Columbus Crew won their third MLS Cup on Sunday. They played LAFC. This is their second win in four seasons. I'm really out of the loop when it comes to Major League Soccer, but I do know that this team is dominant and I'm happy for them. Okay, two. There are only two episodes left of our first season of the Sportsish Podcast. This is one of them. Next week, we are counting down the top sports moments of 2023, and it's gonna be a really good episode. But moving right along to one, we have one incredible guest today. Her name is Leah Covey. Her husband, Britton, plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. We chatted about all of the things to do with being an NFL wife, and my toxic trait is that I do not pay for the like upgraded version of Zoom. So in my Zoom interviews, we get cut off after 40 minutes. Usually that's like plenty of ample time for my interviews. But with Leia, I was like, I'm running out of time because I could talk to her forever. She's just really cool. This is only Brit's second season in the NFL. So they are experiencing 
a lot of this for the first time. They're very new at this. They're new parents and she's handling it all, which I assume is just so much coming at you. She's handling it all with such grace and she makes it look and sound really fun with also acknowledging that there are challenges. We also got to talk about Kylie Kelsey, which is my favorite topic. So without further ado, here is Leah Covey. The Sportsish Podcast is brought to you by Rookie Wellness, redefining the wellness industry and empowering individuals to take control of their well-being. Everyone likes to start the new year with new health goals. I have a lot of goals this year, but my my top one is to get more sleep. You've heard me say it time and time again, but their sleep products have magnesium and melatonin are so good, but they also have an immunity-boosting product called Well, which is supposed to limit downtime due to sickness and boost your immunity. Well, I am going to order mine right now. The whole site is 20% off, and then you could use our code on top of that for an extra 15% off. That's 35% off. Use the code thesports.ish to save. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, First up, you tell me who you are, who you're married to, what you do about your family. Just introduce yourself. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Leah Covey and I'm the wife of Britton Covey who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the punt returner and a a wide receiver for the team. So that's what my husband does. Um, We also have a little boy. He's nine months old. His name's Nelson. He's like the true star of the family. Um, We love him. Uh, He's just snoozing right now, but yeah. And I, um, let's see, I grew up as a gymnast and as a dancer and as a cheerleader. And in my free time, I love to do anything outdoors. I love skiing and hiking. We're from Utah. So, um, all the outdoor activities are great there because the mountains. So that's what I love to do. Um, I graduated in advertising and marketing. Um, with a communications degree. And that's what I did before moving out to Philadelphia is I worked in advertising. Um, I was an account manager for like a year and a half. And yeah. Okay, awesome. So talk to me about you and Britain and how you met and your love story and everything like that. Um, Okay, so like the short story that we tell people is, okay, we met at a party and, you know, one thing led to another but there's like a juicier story. Um, but I feel like I have to, I feel like that's the point of fish is obviously the tea. So, um, the longer story is, um, we actually met back in high school, but I don't remember it. If I, I wish so badly, if I could get any memory back, it would be that one for sure. Um, but it's so random because we lived about an hour away from each other back in Utah, but I just happened to be neighbors with his cousin. Okay. And our families happened to be spring breaking in the same place. And I knew obviously like recognized his cousin from him being my neighbor. And so I like went and said, hi, and this is when we were freshmen. I think that's what my husband says is we were like freshmen or sophomores. And he remembers like showing off, like jumping in the pool, trying to like get my attention, whatever. Um, And he thought I was like cute. And so he followed me on social media, like all throughout high school and all throughout like college and stuff. Yeah. And he always just like thought I was cute, but never thought anything like serious about it just because we lived in kind of different places. And yeah, that was that. 
And then again, in college, we kind of lived in different places. Again, I actually graduated from BYU, which is the rival of where he played in college, which is University of Utah. Nice. And is like an hour away from each other. So we're kind of in like different worlds still. But my sister happened to also go to his university and she dragged me to a party. She was like, please, I have no one to go with tonight. Like, please come with me. And so I was like, okay. I went to this party and then that's where Britton and I first reconnected. Okay. Britton was like, I know who you are. You're Leia or you're Leia Nelson. (laughs) And I was like, wait, how do you know who I am? Who are you? And he's like, I'm Britton Covey. And I thought he was lying at first because I'd heard of this name, Britton Covey from sports. Like I, I actually watched like Utah sports more than I watched my own college's sports. So I knew who he was, but not like well enough to know what he looked like without the helmet on. (laughs) So I'm like, you're Britton Covey. I'm like, how does Britton Covey know who I am? Like, I was so shocked. Anyways, it was just like this little runaround. Yeah. So we were like friends for a little bit, um, went on a few dates with his roommates and I guess that made him jealous enough to ask me out. So that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. In his mind, he's like idolizing you from afar. In your mind, you're like watching him play sports. It's, that's like fate. That's like the invisible string Taylor Swift talks about. Yes, the invisible string. That's definitely what it feels like um, with us. So that's yeah. so cute. Now you find yourself in Philadelphia. What has that been like for you? How did you guys get there? What's that process been like? Yeah. So Britain is, I mean, I know, you know, this term, I don't know if your listeners will know like what a free agent is. Totally. There's a difference between being drafted, which is basically like you just go to whatever team picks you up. You kind of don't have a choice. Yeah. And then in Britain's situation, he wasn't drafted. And so he's what's called a free agent, which means like multiple teams can come to you with offers. And then you basically get to choose, which is you know, it's like considered a bummer to not be drafted for sure. But then there is the upside of being a free agent where you can kind of look at the situations and try to determine which one is best for you. Right. Um, and so anyways, uh, that's what happened. We had a few teams that were interested in Britain and we just decided to go with the Eagles. And um, it actually like a few weeks before the whole draft happened and everything, I turned to Brit and I was like, I don't know what it is. I just think we're going to the Eagles. And so when all of this came to be, it was a very, like that situation, they want to answer like within five minutes of the offer. It's not like you have a day or more to think about this. Like they call, they make the offer and they, you know, cause they're juggling so much, um, over that draft weekend. And so they really wanted to answer like really quick. And so it was very stressful. I was like crying. Um, obviously Brit is stressed, but I just had this like peace and knowing I was like, okay, for some, well, hopefully he finds his way, but we'll keep going and maybe he'll interrupt us. We'll see. Okay. So you're in Philly, you're with the Eagles and they're incredibly good. As we know, tied for first in the league. What is the Eagles atmosphere? Like the fans get like the worst rap ever. So talk to me about the fans, what they've been like for you. Yeah, the fans are definitely passionate to say the least. And we love that about the fans. There is, obviously that comes with some hard things as well. You know, they expect a lot out of their players and they'll let you know when they're not happy with you for sure. And that can be hard. That's hard. That can be hard. But um, 
but it's so much better to go to a stadium that is pack full. The energy in that arena is unlike anything, you know, it could be raining, snowing, wind could be insane. And it is just packed, you know, all the way up to the nosebleeds. People's ponchos are flying everywhere, but they're not leaving their seat. Like it is such a fun sports city. Yeah. I feel like sports is like their religion out here, you know, like it is, you know, family football and the Eagles. I mean, it's so great though. Um, Yeah. So, but yeah, for sure. There's like hard parts as well. Um, but I think the perspective we've had to have when dealing with the harder aspects about it is just like, we wouldn't want it any other way. Like we wouldn't want it to be a city that was just disinterested in the sports or in the teams. The passion comes because the team is really competitive and good. And so that's really fun. You were at the Super Bowl last year. Your team was at the Super Bowl. What was that experience like? Yeah, I feel like Britton and I still look at each other and we pinch ourselves and we're like, did that actually happen? Like, (laughs) I, I still feel like we haven't fully processed the fact that we went to the Super Bowl, even though it's like, you know, almost, I guess, a year later at this point. Yeah. It's just such a surreal thing. You know, you're just so used to watching it on a TV that when you're actually there, it just feels fake. Like you're like, am I in a TV box right now? This is not real. Um, It was so exciting though. Uh, And especially for that to happen in his first year, we're like, how, how did we luck out like this? We're like, how did we land with a team that goes all the way to the Super Bowl? And Britain played great in the Super Bowl, which was just like, you know, cherry on top that he was able to like play and do a good job. And I mean, just the fact that you can say that you played in the Super Bowl for the rest of your life is so amazing and will be so fun um, to obviously just like share. The Super Bowl obviously did not end as you guys would have hoped, but it was still an incredible experience. Yes. Yeah. Obviously very disappointing. Um, Yeah. That was a really tough loss. And I feel like it's made us more hungry for more opportunity, especially like still being with the Eagles and seeing all the potential that this team has. Our roster is just stacked and we know that we can get back there. And the fact that we didn't win last year, I feel like just makes everyone more eager to get back and more excited for another shot at it. Totally. Well, I imagine like losses are one of the many hard parts of being an NFL wife. Um, but what would you say, you know, year two for you, so you're still young in it, but what has been the hardest part so far? The first year was the hardest part, I think. Um, I was telling Britain just this, it's been nice even to not be, like I also felt like a rookie last year and just like yeah. getting used to the the volatile lifestyle and just the, I feel like the hard part is the no guarantees, especially in Britain's situation where he's a free agent, you know, yeah. like you literally, especially last year where he was still, you know, carving a place for himself on the roster. Um, it just always felt like at any moment that we could, you know, uproot our life and move and to any other state, you know, mm-hmm. and like I was pregnant last year. And so there was just like, like trying to switch doctors and the thought of having to do that in the middle of the season was like so overwhelming to me. Um, but yeah, then I don't know, we've gotten more in like a rhythm of things now. And I feel like that thought doesn't scare me as much anymore. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like you get used to the unknown a little bit more, even though it's still hard. Like that's for sure. Still the hardest part is just like the lack of schedule or the lack of routine. Um, those are definitely like the harder parts of dealing with the NFL, but, um, but yeah, you do still get in some form of a routine and some type of rhythm, um, where it does get easier as a mom, a schedule is everything. And when you have the inability to plan, that's really hard. And when you don't have a spouse there, you know, every night, that's, that's really, really hard. Yeah. So, but obviously there's a flip side. There's a lot of really great parts. I'm sure about him being in the NFL. Talk to me about like your favorite part of having Britain play for the Eagles. Am I allowed to say the off season? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Kidding. That's part of it. No, I'm just kidding. The off, the off season is obviously really great. Um, it's nice that we, that he has a job that has an off season, you know, a lot of jobs don't have that. So that obviously is nice, but no, I feel like the best part is just the adventure of it all. For me, that's been a really exciting part of it. I feel like I always wanted to kind of like leave our hometown I always kind of wanted to go on an adventure with my family and feel like we were out, you know, in the world on our own. And so that's been, um, you know, it's also one of like the hard parts, but it's also been the exciting part for me and been really re rewarding and fun to just move to a completely different place and um, just get to experience life outside of our hometown. That's been really fun. Um, I also feel like there are certain moments like we were talking about in the Super Bowl, but there are certain moments that I'm like, am I living in a movie right now? Um, I remember. Yeah. So Britain in college, his um, his college team, the U, they made it all the way to the Rose Bowl. Wow. And it was his last year playing and in the Rose Bowl, he scored a return for a touchdown. And the touchdown just happened to be like right in front of me. Like I was sitting on the front row in that corner. He returned it like right to the corner and like pointed up at me and like blew a kiss. And I was like, do I need to stand up and start like singing right now? Like, am I in high school musical? <laughs> like there are certain moments like that where I, I, I don't know. Obviously that's not the everyday. The everyday there's more of like a grind and like obviously not every second feels like a movie, but there are these like silver lining kind of moments where you, I don't know, it almost feels fake. You're like, I never would have expected this to be my life or our life or our reality. And those moments are just really fun. And so you just try to soak those in when they come. That's so cool. Oh, Gabriella, he is exactly. he, Detroit to your Gabriella. Have you seen, I mean, obviously the scene where she stands up and just starts singing like, Troy. <laughs> oh yes, uh, it's, it's a classic. Did yeah. you she just married a pro baseball player? Vanessa Hudgens did? Yes. Oh, so she's also living her high school musical dream. She is. She is. I, I don't know if he sings, but I can imagine like the the influence of dating a basketball player in high school musical probably had something Absolutely. to do with marrying an athlete. Star athlete is at the top of her list of qualifications. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Okay. So Speaking of wives of athletes, there are a lot of wives and girlfriends on the team that you get to interact with. Talk to me about like the camaraderies. Have you been able to make friends? What is that like? Yeah, I feel like the um, wife community aspect of the NFL definitely helps keep you sane as a wife, just because yeah. it gets so complex and confusing. I feel like to explain 
your life and your schedule to just people who don't understand it. Um, that can sometimes be like exhausting and it's so nice to have a community of girls where you don't have to do any explaining because they're just doing the same thing that you are. And, um, I think because of that, because everyone knows the hard aspects of it, um, there is just this immediate bond that happens between all the girls just because of the shared experience. It's like, okay, we get it. Like we know what we're all going through yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the highs and the lows. And so there is this kind of just immediate bond between everyone. Um, and I, I feel like that was a little bit surprising to me, but also a relief to me. I feel like I was scared coming into all of this. I didn't know what the girls would be like. I was, yeah. they just seemed so cool to me. And like, I don't know, like bougie and like wealthy. And I was like, oh no, are these going to be a bunch of like mean girls? But they totally aren't like, yeah. I haven't had a bad interaction with any of them. They're all so nice and so supportive. Like if you ever need anything, they're um, we have like a group message. So if you ever need like recommendations for anything, everyone will just jump on it within like a matter of seconds. People are all so supportive. So that's amazing. Yeah. Well, one of them being Queen Kylie Kelsey, who we're all obsessed I- with. <laughs> she just yeah. seems like, I mean, and this is an outsider perspective. I have no idea, but she just seems so down to earth. That's those are the vibes. Oh, absolutely. I feel like what you see is what you get with Kylie. She deserves, I feel like every ounce of hype that Mm -hmm. she gets. I feel like she's done a real service to like the NFL wife community. Um, Yeah. Just like a very real representation of what it can be like. It's not always the glitz and the glamour. Like there is so much real life that still happens within the NFL lifestyle. So I feel like she's done a real service to all of us in that way. Um, But yeah, I'm definitely team Kylie. She deserves all the hype she gets. We love her. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. Well, and Jason, obviously we're big fans, especially because of the Christmas album and he's behind it and the creation of it. Did Britton get to sing on the Christmas album last year? I need to know. Okay. You know, he didn't. And maybe he'll kill me for saying this, but like he actually has a decent voice. He's not like a Jordan Mulata um voice or even okay. like Kelsey but like he he can carry a tune so I'm just putting that out there that he should yeah. be on one of the future ones he's not right now but yeah. hey next year because yeah, if it keeps up. going like this it's like topping the charts on yeah. every platform like they need to just keep creating them absolutely yeah he can be like the backup vocalist you know the one like yeah. swinging in the back that would be Brit. <laughs> Well, I mean, like I've seen some of the guys they're throwing on the album and I know that not all of them can sing. Like, can Jalen Hurts sing? I mean, maybe they're doing some auto-tune. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. But it is fantastic. We love we love the Eagles Christmas album. Absolutely, all about it. Okay, most like memorable moment as an NFL wife so far? I guess maybe the Super Bowl, but ha- are there any others that just really stand out like that was the best coolest moment ever that's a really good question I feel like maybe just because it had a happier ending but just the NFC championship when we won and just like that I feel like having the Super Bowl on the horizon and seeing that still in the future but like having won the game before it was just so exciting um yeah we got to go down on the field for like the ceremony and to just run into Brit and see the excitement in his face and like all of the players faces. It was just electric down there. And so, yeah, that I think is going to stick in my mind for sure for a long time. 
Well, I'm not like trying to jinx anything. I just hope there's like maybe a bigger moment for you this year other than the NFC championship. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers Fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of a funny question, but if you weren't married to Britain, he's number one. We know he's your first choice. Is there a pro athlete you, you have a crush on you would want to marry? (laughs) I saw this one on your list and Obviously, like I have some in my mind, but I will say, I feel like I can't say anyone in the NFL because there is okay. potential that those could be his future coworkers one day, depending yeah. on which teams he goes to. So I'm going to keep those ones between me and Brit. He can know, but like, Fair. yeah, the world, um, the world should not know for Brit's sake. You know, having seen that question, I feel like I should have researched this guy's name. And now I'm wondering, maybe you'll know, um, He's not even an athlete, but he's a head co- I think he's a head coach. <laughs> Is it of Notre Dame? Oh, are you sure he's not the quarterback of Notre Dame, Sam Hartman? No, no, no. I'm talking about a coach. Oh. It's a coach. I don't, I don't want to say he's the head coach because what if it's some, like, ugly old guy? Um, there is a coach. I don't know if he's an assistant, <laughs> but he gets a lot of screen time, and I'm never complaining about it. Okay. Um. Why didn't I look up his name? Marcus Brent. Freeman. It's Marcus Freeman. It oh, is the Notre Dame head coach. Yes. Yep. It yep. is the head coach. Okay. Okay. Um, um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Britt always teases me about that one. He's like, he's like, why do you want to watch the Notre Dame game? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, maybe the quarterback, maybe the coach. Not yeah. Not. Yeah. That's a good looking organization. Um, I was also, Britton and I watched um, the U.S. Open. We watched a lot of the U.S. Open. Yeah. And I was kind of vibing with the Ben Shelton guy. I know he's like a coming tennis star, but yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Love him. Okay. So fun. There are definitely, now I'm curious who your NFL guys are, but that's such a good point. Coworkers. You can't, you can't admit the. Like just in case, yeah. like being the bond some, with some other like wife or significant other on the team, I would hate for that to be out there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Noted. <laughs> I will say we love Jalen Hurts, though. He just seems like, outside of being attractive, like the coolest guy. Have you had good interactions with him? Yeah, Britain's always said really good things about Jalen. I know Britain just thinks he's a really good leader. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty stoic and, like, mysterious a little bit. Um, I feel like the media... But I feel like he's that way in private too, at least from like what Britain's seen. And obviously they get a little bit deeper, like in practice and things. So yeah. there's a different level, like when you're a teammate, but, um, but yeah, I kind of like that about him. Totally. A lot to wonder, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, and that's like the best is prove them wrong. Don't like, don't like talk too much and then, you know, disappoint people, but like be quiet and then surprise people. And that's what I feel like Jalen Hurts does. And I feel like that's, yeah, really good philosophy for life, but also for Philadelphia, like the people value performance, you know, they don't, you can't just talk the talk, like you got to convert on the field, you know? And so I feel like he's a good fit for Philadelphia. Yeah, totally. Okay. So we are sports ish, obviously let's talk about the ish side. Do you have like a favorite pop culture area? Do you like TV movies? Um, I'm a very like feast or famine personality. So it's like, I can get really into something and then like not touch it for like years and years. And then I'll like get re-obsessed kind of thing. Okay. So like right now, my obsession for the Royal family is resurfacing. Cause like a new 
um, season came out of the crown, some like new episodes were released. And I like got really into that a while back with like the Harry documentary that came out and all of that. Um, so that was an obsession for a little bit. And I'm trying to think what else. Um, I just watched the golden bachelor. (laughs) So fun. I did not watch it, but I've heard great things. I had not watched The Bachelor in years, like given up on it. I was like, whatever, I'm so over it. But The Golden Bachelor reeled me in and yeah, it was a fun watch. I got together with some girls weekly and yeah, it was fun. fun. They actually announced that the next Bachelor is like a pro tennis player. I'm excited to watch that one. That one I'll, I'll tune into. That'll be fun. Okay, so you mentioned that you love the off-season, of course. What do you guys do? Like, how do you manage that? Do you go anywhere? Yeah, so um, last off-season was a little crazy. So I gave birth just like three weeks after our season ended, or four weeks. It would have been four weeks, actually, Um, like after the season ended. And so within that four weeks, we like officially bought – a like townhouse kind of situation in Utah and so we like moved everything into our place in Utah that's where like our home base is all of our stuff is there okay we actually live in it's basically like an Airbnb situation here like nothing here is ours it's furnished for us but um that was the situation that was best for us just in case there was you know like a situation where you have to up and leave or yeah. switch teams. It's nice to not have to manage like getting out of a lease or totally. um, what are you going to do with your furniture and, you know, the unromantic part of being in the NFL. Um, but I'm getting off topic. Like our, <laughs> our home <laughs> in the off season is in Utah. And so that's what we'll do this off season is we'll go back and we'll stay there and um, hopefully take a vacation. We're actually in the middle of trying to decide where we're going to go on a vacation this year. Wow. Yeah, we're trying to decide between like somewhere tropical or if we want to do something more adventurous, like Iceland is kind of Ooh, on our list. So that would be amazing. And would you bring yeah. baby or leave baby? Yeah, we'll bring the baby. That is yeah. so special. Yeah. Well, you deserve all the vacations after the season. But I do feel like, you know, you're saying you're in an Airbnb type of situation. There's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to NFL families and like that everyone is in a ginormous mansion and they're just, you know, wearing all designer clothing. Talk to us about like some of the misconceptions about being an NFL wife. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like you named some of them. There is a big misconception about the money and like wealth in the NFL. And definitely we live like a comfortable life. I'm not trying to sound like ungrateful or anything like that. We're definitely comfortable. Um, But also like it's not as glamorous I think as people think especially in those early years yeah um, I think a lot more money comes when you like have a second contract kind of situation but um but yeah like we're in a it's considered like a one and a half bedroom situation like downtown Philadelphia it's not even like the best area it's definitely not a bad area we like it a lot um but yeah, and like our home back in Utah, like isn't even all the way furnished. And we only have one car out here. Like we have one car that Britain takes to work. And then I just kind of like walk everywhere because I'm like within walking distance of most things. Nice. Um, okay. And like this last off season, we were like borrowing our parents' car back in Utah because we had like just bought the townhouse. So we're like, we don't want to like buy a townhouse and a car out here. Yeah. All in the same year. So it's like, you still do have to 
you know, manage that aspect of life, the financial aspect of life. And it is more expensive because you and most players do end up kind of like living a double lifestyle. A lot of players do have like um, a home in their hometown and then they're paying an extra cost every year to live wherever they play for the season. And so anyways, it's, it does end up kind of being an expensive lifestyle as well. So, um, but yeah, definitely. I feel like it's more normal. It's, it's a more normal lifestyle than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah. You guys are, are just like us. Like we, we, I walk everywhere. I live in a city, like don't have a car. It's, it's like a very different, but kind of a fun way of life too. Yeah. No, it's for sure fun. My last question for you is, do you feel like, you know, you've had ample opportunity to pursue your personal dreams, hopes, and goals while your husband has this really, really busy role? Yeah, that's a really good question. Like Britton and I were just having a heart to heart about this, like literally last night. It takes a lot of communication for sure. I know every marriage and every situation or relationship is going to have, you know, the hard things and um, there, yeah, it does take a lot of sacrifice and I'm not going to try to like sugarcoat that part of things, but there also are plenty of girls within the league who I know do work and have their own career. Um, and also I wanted to be home with my baby right now. Um, I don't know if that's going to be like a forever thing. I'd love to get back into, um, you know, using my degree with marketing and advertising or social media, whatever. Um, I love that. And I, I still love that part of me but I also always wanted to be home with my baby. And so in some ways he is helping me live my dream because I know a lot of people can't be home with their baby, you know, and a lot of people want to be home with their kids and they, you know, can't be. So I also feel like it's a privilege in that way. And, um, so I do feel like he's like helping me live my dream, you know, like he's able to provide that for us, which is, you know, I feel lucky. So totally. Hey, well, when you're ready to to work in social media. I, I know a company that is on social media. That, oh, oh you know, do you? <laughs> I, I, I know, I know someone. So okay, sweet. Whenever you're ready. Over my resume. There you go. <laughs> I have your email now. Perfect. Well, this was so fun. I, uh, I think you're just so cool. And I'm, I'm sending all the good vibes for, for a repeat. I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to jinx anything, but you guys are looking really good this year. Thanks. Um, yeah, hopefully we can turn things around from the last game. But I agree. We do have unlimited potential this year. I'll say that. Well, we're definitely cheering you and your family on. And this was so fun. It was so nice to meet you. It, it was fun. It was so good to meet you, Lily. Really.